Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. We welcome you to uh, Sabbath Talks. Here is our third segment uh, of our church planning discussion and dialogue here with um, uh, George Ramirez, uh, who is a pastor of the Springs Church here in San Antonio, Texas, and also uh, Herbert uh, Bison, who is the pastor of the Ex- Exchange Life Church, and Sammy Lopez, pastor of the uh, Mighty Fortress Christian Fellowship here in San Antonio. And so what we will be um, uh, sharing today and dialoguing about uh, today is, is about um, what would it look like, guys? What would it look like if we were, um, if we would start if we would initiate a church planting center, what would that look like? What are some of the components that uh, that come to your mind? Uh, I know all of you are church planters. You've planted churches. I've kind of just uh, kept up with your ministries and how God is using your life. And then there's some things that in your life uh, you might have said, man, I wish I could have had this, or if there was a church planting center, I wish I could have had that. So uh, let's kind of kick that around a little bit. Uh, Herb, what, what's going through your mind? As I, as I look back, I think one of the biggest things uh, for me is, you know, Sabbath actually has, has really helped out, whether it's been financially or with ad- advice um, over the years. But um, I, I'm, I'm thinking that one of the biggest things that would really help church planners is just having that, uh, having that support, having that support where someone that they can really just talk to. I think that a lot of times I just didn't have anybody to talk to. And uh, just having someone that is very intentional to say, if there's anything that you need, is there any ideas, anything you're struggling with, uh, here's this number, you can reach out to this person, they will, they will find time to talk with you. I think that would, that's uh, you know, one thing that I think would be huge uh, for a pastor starting out to be able to, because there's been moments where um, you know, I've been able to meet with someone and I and I've had a whole direction in my mind, and just by meeting with them, they've been able to encourage me, and I've left the meeting in a complete different direction. Mm-hmm. And and that I, I believe is one thing that's been huge, especially when you think about so many pastors that are are giving up and leaving the yeah. ministry. Let me see if I, if I hear you correctly, and that is, if we were to have say um, a church planting center, a group of church planters getting together. Uh, that would be something that uh, would contribute immensely to just the camaraderie, uh, the fellowship, but fellowship of those individuals that are involved in the same things right. that you are. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, I think so I think that, yeah, go, with people that are going through the same thing as you are, because yeah. they understand, uh, you know, all all of the mm-hmm. challenges that go along with that. Yeah. But also having people like uh, like you guys that have have you know have so much more experience and have been there already, uh, to be able to guide when you know when there's a moment of 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 you know uh, where no you don't have any clarity. Sure. Right. How about you, Sam? What's going through your mind? You know, there's a lot of things going through my mind because I, you know, I. That question is so loaded, and 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 it's funny because I've come, you know, I've come out of uh, out of seminary. So when you come out of seminary, there are certain things and certain dynamics that that a seminary would try to teach you as to what they, as what you see church planning to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to create your church planning center, there are church planners that have not yet been to seminary, and because they have not been to seminary, maybe a place where there is a resource where they can at least learn and study. 
Um, I think I've heard this from my dad for years, and I and, and I keep reiterating that a a call to ministry is a call to study. And I think what we've seen throughout the years, especially with church planners, they study for Sunday mornings, but they don't study for their own lives, mm-hmm, or they don't study for for the long haul in their ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, they may not have a seminary degree, and so they're going to be self-taught, which is great. But I think a, a, a place where there is a resource center, if you will, a small little within the church planting, uh, what do you call it? What, what, what center. Call it? center. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a small little um, institute, if you will, of training and, and learning. I mean, we're talking about just, again, systematic theology and New Testament and Old Testament, something that they can at least sharpen iron. They may not be able to have a seminary degree because they may be co-vocational and they're in their own jobs, but someplace where they can also right. learn uh, just... Some theological... Absolutely. Uh, uh, learning. If the, trend, if, the trend, if the trend is co-vocational pastors, mm-hmm. you know, and even pastors that are full-time now going back to the marketplace... Uh, just going back to that first thought, though, they're not going to go to seminary. Mm-mm. They're not, you know, they're they're they're, 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 they're 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 educated in another field. What what you know what mm-hmm. what they what they're doing you know in their job, and it is it is self education, right? So a center, as you're saying, as you guys are saying, would be a place not only for encouragement, but right, also right. a place for of of learning, like a even almost like an institute. Uh, we talked about yeah. you know having yeah. a, 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 a curriculum. To help guys, you know, to just get some basics, uh, yeah, Bible it, basics. It, yeah, it will be a focus specifically on that uh, vocation that God has called us into. Now, there's always the danger of the guys that will uh, look at it from the standpoint, now you'll need to add this, now you need to add this, mm-hmm. now you need to add that, now you've made it. Something bigger than what it's supposed to be. Yeah, or just yeah. <laughs> you see, mumbled up. Everybody yeah. has become strictly uh, academic. That's right. Yeah. Now they're uh, now they're moving into a direction uh, like it's every good. Tom, Dick, and Harry around. Because brother, you know, my question is this: how how much of a church planning center needs to be practical as opposed yeah. to academic? Exactly. Sure. You know, what is it more? Is it do they need more practicality? More practicality than, than know, academic, and, and absolutely. So, and so, if church planning center would be a place where where we would not only you know create but provide uh, instruction. But practical instruction. Yeah, and you know. and the trends that are happening, um, new things that are that are coming up uh, in uh, in church planning around the world, uh, thinking as uh, as missionaries in America, uh, thinking as a an evangelist. How how. I mean, how evangelistic do you have to be in order to be a church planter? Yeah. Well, you better be an evangelist. <laughs> you know, you better, you know, present the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, see, well, all of I'm that is part too, brother, of. I'm thinking, though, also, see, in other words, if it was like a church planting center that was happening here in San yeah. Antonio, right, out of Saba, it would be like the center would take on the responsibility or the people that, that were part of it, right, would take on responsibility to say, this is our city. The, the, yes. This is where, this is where we see. There's always, in other words, there's churches are needed in every part of the city, right? But the church planning center would 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 kind of give direction. Hey, you want to start a church? Uh, have you considered this part of town? You're the demographics of this area, absolutely. And, and something that would match up with the planners. Yeah, the the, uh, the people group, the people, the group. profile that that uh, church planner seems to be. Um, uh, uh, 
verbalizing, look, mm-hmm. I'm of this, uh, uh, you know, I can, I can relate to these folks. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a little while ago a, a church that we know the brother. Uh, he is a um, Harley Davidson guy, yeah. motorcycle guy. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's his element. Right. So, uh, you know, you know, he's going to help us to understand that arena. Mm-hmm. The other guy uh, may understand the arena of the hospital where you work, mm-hmm. Herb. Mm-hmm. That culture of people. Mm-hmm. You see, others. I mean, just I mean, San Antonio uh, is a diverse mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. that there's room for a lot of profile of church planting mm-hmm. and right. different people groups. Yeah. Right. So I think our center, uh, I'm looking at it, George, of um, individuals that are practitioners, mm. guys that have started congregations, others that have a calling to start a congregation, mm-hmm. uh, new ideas, innovation, mm-hmm. creativity, mm-hmm. and um, strategy. He should be and strategy, strategy, and, and, strategy and bringing them together as... Um, uh, Herb has uh, well focused that for encouragement mm-hmm. uh, and how to keep their own spiritual life intact mm-hmm. so that they might, because, you know, church planning, brother, is uh, is a lonely, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much a lonely game yeah, out there. Yeah, it can be. You're out there, it can be. Mm-hmm. But I think by developing something like this, uh, it would give us um, some bonding together and uh, a more positive church planning um uh, emphasis. You know, you know, it's funny. I think you know, you know whether it be a church planner and say we have a church planner um, um, center, center uh, at Saba. Um, I also think that even pastors that are in churches you know, that aren't church planners, they would want to be a part of this as well. Right. I think. I, I think what, what we're what we're hearing a lot of is I think people just need new innovations, new strategies, new new focuses. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't have to be a church planner to want to just reinvigorate your your congregation and to just rethink uh, we were just talking about earlier today in in, in, in a meeting uh, about um, uh, just replanning your replanning your church if you right. find you know just replanning it start start all over again mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with starting all over again revitalizing this thing right yeah. and just starting all over and 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 I think a, a a church planning center would be something that I think a lot of people would would really grab onto. Yeah, because you, you, you would not only talk about church planning, you talk about revitalization. Absolutely. You talk about replanting. You talk about multi-site. You have a lot of things you can bring to that component to the to the table in that in that center, right? Yeah, I, I think also, George, uh, what comes to my mind before I forget this, and that is to to help our traditional churches their church planting teams or their mission teams to come in and to understand what it means to birth a new congregation or to sponsor a new one. Yeah. See, this brings together yeah. you know, what is their place in this? What do they have to do? What are some of the requirements? What are some of the things that, um, uh, um, uh, what is it, um, yeah, uh, say uh, some things that they have to do in order to have a better relationship with uh, the baby that they've birthed. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud now, brother, but what, are, what, what do you all think about this? And throw it in, throw your two cents into this thing. But what if the center was an actual location outside of what mm-hmm. Sabbath? Sabbath has its own, you know, what it's doing here, right? Sure. But if it was outside and you actually had places where church planters could plant churches in a in a central setting and giving them, you know, the, the, the place to meet, 
the, the having having the, the 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 tools that they needed there, and then putting him in there and saying, okay, look, you know, here's a space, here's a spot for you. The the idea is for you to meet here for you know a certain time, but the idea is for you to get out eventually. But you have here's a spot for you to meet and 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 grow the church. And then go to that target area that you're maybe a launching mm-hmm. pad, a launching mm-hmm. pad, an incubator, an incubator, an incubator type, launching pad type thing. I, I don't even know. If to, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that you know these ideas have been used some places. Sure, but I know some of these networks that are out there right now are doing some of these things. But I'm, we're talking about for Saba. And I don't even. Are there any church planning uh, networks in in San Antonio that you're aware of? I know. Yeah, there a, there he is. Uh, I think um, the Grace, Point s- one? Grace Point. I believe there for a while they had what was called the greenhouse, and they they had it for several years. I don't know if they still do, but um, I think that we need to look at uh, the we need to look at the population, and what population uh, is uh, the 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 most growing, uh, and then begin to say, okay, what's going to give us the more bang for the buck? In other words, uh, you know, we can have a certain amount of folks coming in from uh, different places. Uh, Let me give you an example. I understand that there's about 5,000 Romanians in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's 5,000, okay. But if you compare that with the... Hispanic folks that are coming in, well, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you kind of look at that and say, okay, where where do we need to give most? I don't want to use most of our attention, mm-hmm. but the attention that is needed in order to make it happen in San Antonio. Uh, we thank the Lord for the Romanian church; they're doing a phenomenal job mm-hmm. here in San Antonio, and then other people groups, the Congolese, uh, Burmese, uh, the right? Burmese, mm-hmm. uh, wow. the Quran. I mean, these people are doing some phenomenal, phenomenal work in reaching out uh, to the folks. But as we look at San Antonio, where are we going to? Um, who was it? Uh, I believe it was a guy by the name of Daniel Rodriguez that came to San Antonio. He's at a Pepperdine University. He wrote a book called What is the Future of the Latino Church? Now, I realize that that's another conversation. However, he mentions in his book that the English-speaking Hispano is the future of the Latino Church in America. So uh, the question is, even today, is uh, is that so for San Antonio? You see, so all of this for church planting, yeah. as we yes. look at, mm-hmm. a, a, at an institute. So, so a center, okay, we've talked about a place of encouragement. It's a place of uh, training. It's a place of strategy. It's a place of, uh, of getting people Momentum. together to, to like an incubator, you know, that type of thing. Okay, so, so with all that said, with all that said, what would you say, what would you say would be uh, the um, the one thing that could make something like that what what, what would be, what what would have to happen for that to, for in order for their for for a church planning center to really happen what would what do you think would have to happen what what, what, what what's that one thing that would have to come together mm. for something like this to happen barnacles bad man right I mean that's a big that's yeah. a big word yeah. Yeah. because I think I think if anything in order for that to happen the the local church the local pastors has have got to see that as well. They have to be in, in, in definite support of something like this. To me, it's more like the 
the church planters that have been, that have started churches, that have seen the need and come together mm. and say, we want to do it. Because we know about it and we think that we can bring something to the table that is relevant, mm -hmm. that is practical, mm -hmm. and that, you know what, we've been in this thing. Okay. And it's huh. not someone in the background coming yeah. in with a yeah. book yeah. and saying, oh, I'm going to teach you how to start a, start <laughs> a church. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think, Herb? Yeah, I think it's got to be something that people find value in. Uh, like, for example, as I'm scrolling through different... Uh, you know, books or podcasts or to get involved in, you know, the topic is really what draws me in. So I think that if there was going to be like a round table discussion, yeah. if you throw out something that people are actually, that's in front of, that they're thinking about, they're thinking about, they're trying to figure something out, you throw that in front of them and you're like, we're going to come together, we're going to discuss this. That's really, I think, what's going to bring people together. Uh, it's got to be something that, yeah, that people find value in. Um, I mean, another thing I was thinking about too was that, you know, not just church planners, but other uh, pastors that you know really have a heart for those who are who are, who are planning. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about having that resource. Mm -hmm. It's been a huge thing for me as a co-vocational um, that sometimes I'm pouring all my all my time into my family and into work, and that I just don't have the time to prepare a message. And and so what do I do? I can't imagine pastors that are out there on their own trying to trying to figure this out. I think it's a Part of what why they they fizzle and burn out, mm -hmm. but oh. just having a pat like you know y'all have come and preached at my church. You know I've I've counted on uh, Pastor George more than I can uh, mm -hmm. more than I can count to just come in and and, and preach for me, and that's been huge mm. for me to just be able to just focus on my family because more than anything, like you were saying, uh, Doctor Roland. Uh, Lopez is that um, my, my, my family is my first ministry. Mm -hmm. So if my daughter and my son aren't falling in love with Jesus and I'm failing and having that support allows me to pour into my family, it's just, it's huge. But yeah. How do you network like to that degree? How do you network to the degree that, that people can say, you know what? I'm not intimidated by anybody. I need your help. You know, I need, we need to come together. How do you break down those walls in church mm -hmm. plant? You know, because everybody kind of yeah. like, like this, you know, this is mine, yeah. this is my kingdom, this mm -hmm. is my, right. and everybody has that mentality, you know. How do you break that down? I think the, I, I, I really believe that it is that church planter, brother, that comes without any guile mm -hmm. in their heart, mm -hmm. with that, without that. It, it's, it's more the older mm -hmm. generation guys that have that. Yeah. It's not the new guys. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, about an individual right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he lives in Jordanton, mm -hmm. and um, he um, emailed me the other day. He has his BA degree, and he says, "Brother Lopez, who can I connect with? Uh, I'd like to start a church." Mm -hmm. And um, man, he's out there in Jordanton. Now we've started some churches in Jordanton, mm -hmm. and and also in Rossville, and we've got all these guys out there. Mm -hmm. But um, those guys don't have a jealous bone in their body brother mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they're about god they're just the trying to get the kingdom they're just trying to get stuff you know off the ground uh you know yeah i i think that we we find a new crop mm. of individuals that that are not bitten by the the poison the mm. you know that that comes with mm -hmm. um uh with uh being um Influenced, influenced by by, by other old things, thinking, old, old thinking. Yeah, yeah. 
the way it was. Mm -hmm. And so, but mm -hmm. I think there's a new crop of mm -hmm. individuals that God has blessed yes. that we need to tap into to be able yeah. to bless and and uh, not only turn them loose, but be able to help them along the way. We don't want to just say, we, we just turn you loose, thank God for this brother, and mm -hmm. we're going to bless you so you can just take off. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they're going to need that That's usually what happens, right? Yeah. You, you, you guy wants to start a church. Yeah. Okay, start the church, and then, you know, good Bye. luck. No, no, see, see that's the problem. Uh, the only thing about it that, they're, you know, people need to be teachable, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 if you're trying to do ministry by, your, by yourself, you're smoking ganja, man. You're, you're on your own, man. You right. know what I'm saying? You're, you're not in your right mind. Right. And I think that's where it's, that's where it's important for us to understand, look, if, if uh, we're all on the same team, you said, you said it perfectly, Herb, that they have to see this as value. Mm -hmm. This is a valuable moment, and 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 we all need that that connection together. So what are we seeing? What are we seeing right now? We're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of guys that that planted churches a while mm -hmm. back are now looking to are now looking to network now because they've yeah, been out. That's right. They've been out on their own trying to get it done on their own, and they, and they've done it to not a degree. Work. They planted the church, mm -hmm. but now they feel isolated. Now they feel yeah. like they're not. Sure. So we don't we we don't want to get. We don't want to get that a person uh, in that situation where they feel isolated. We want to bring them in. You know, they, they feel yeah. they feel comfortable and they feel that they're not going to be, uh, you know, uh, preached down to or, or, or mm. minimized. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, this has been a good, uh, a great, and a wonderful conversation, guys. Uh, I think our time is just about up. But um, thank you so much for listening to this uh, third podcast here at. Um, Sabbath talks and uh, just want to uh, have a word of prayer and thank the Lord for our time. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for our church planters, Lord, here in San Antonio and around the world. Father, thank you for the opportunities that we have to be able to share our hearts and to share with one another that someone might have listened to this podcast, Lord, that might be encouraged in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing